the Recovery Revolution will be podcast on the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Network. Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R and SinceRightNow.com with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. Hey, I think what it just did was resume the previous broadcast, which is interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. Um, I am calling Jeff and Matt right now. And uh, there's Matt. Oh, and there's Chris. Mm-hmm. And here, hopefully here comes Jeff. Hopefully this didn't. There's Jeff. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. What? Okay. Yeah, there you yeah go. we're all back. Okay. That was cool. And it, it did this cool thing, that it, feature that it had. It, it restarted. Um, it just, it, I quit. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> it's par for the course. Here we go. But it went faster. It restarted faster. Well, it, it restarted. It, wait. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Where's Matt? We lost Matt. There's, wait, Matt, Jeff, me. Okay. Uh, it just, it's restarted the same feed, I think. Gotcha. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So it didn't take forever. No, yeah. I didn't have to, whatever. Um, restart your feed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Uh, it's been wild times, wild times. Um, Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get wild. Let's get wild. (laughs) Let's get loco. Uh, yeah, we've been, we've been gone for like what two, three weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Yeah, yeah. at least two weeks. Um, Last week was a no go. Week before, yeah. I think we were on. Yeah, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear about Holly's mom. Yeah. I texted her this week, and I did not do that. She texted me, so I oh. owe her some condolences. To, yeah. Yeah. How'd that whole thing go? I mean, I think services and nothing. I mean, nothing. Her sister and she were there. Uh, They had a sense when it was coming, so they both went and you know were there into the night, into the morning, um, and were there with her when she passed. And we're talking about my wife's mother, by the way, um, for those that don't know. And uh, you know, in this, you know, both you guys know, but. you know, her mother wanted to be cremated. Kind of funny story about that. Um, but, I mean, we didn't say my wife when you said my oh, wife. Oh, right. No. Yeah. Well, you so, can. Okay. Please do. But now you can get yeah, my wife. Okay. Story, please. I don't think you guys can see the three of us on our things, but somehow I'm the closest. Jeff's the middle and Matt's way back. And we are like, we go down like this. <laughs> like I have a huge head. Matt has a tiny head. Right, Jeff's like on. the only one that's kind of normal. Okay. Um, there we go. Um, yeah, she wanted to be cremated, so you know they the they bypassed like you're supposed to call the whatever they bypassed the process, just went right to the cremation people. They came and got her, and I guess Holly was just telling me uh, actually before I got on 
she talked to her sister today, and uh, her sister said, so the the cremation, the crematorium called her and said, okay, so we have your mother. We just talked to her stepdaughter in Virginia, and she says she wants her body donated to science, WashU science. Oh. And her sister's like... Oh. What? <laughs> no. And like, you know, we, I don't think we have a stepsister in Virginia. And, and yeah. anyway, goes around, gets to the bottom of this and remembers, because this has happened before, there's another Joy Tucker in St. Louis. Oh, and she goes, I think you called the other Joy Tucker's daughter. And and the guy goes, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hold it. She goes, do you want me to let you go so you can cut He goes, yeah. And she goes, okay, call me back. So he called wow. somebody's daughter in Virginia told them their mother had died in St. Louis. Oh, no. Oh, no. And she'd probably, like, after that call, like, you know, because it had been whatever, you know, half hour, 45 minutes, was calling their family, telling them the mother was dead. Oh, Um, my God. And he's just, this guy's just like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. So Joy Tucker 2 is okay, as far as we know. Right. Joy was not a double Joy Tucker death. It was... A total mistaken identity. Right. Long, long live Joy Tucker. But well, you'd have to think it must have been credible. She's like, yeah, sounds right. Yeah, so, sounds totally. sounds about right. Okay. okay. Like she's thirty eight, you know. Or, but uh, the freaky part is, so it's like, yeah, this is like Billy at the crematorium. We have your mother, and I think she wants to have her body donated. So do you want us to burn her now? <laughs> yeah. You know, once we give her to science, we can't take her back. So. Jeez, a uh, So anyway, that was the. That's the, crazy. That's crazy. That was the the fun part. Um, yeah. So that that happened. Um, but Cre- cremation, I think, is my mom was cremated too, and I I think that's the way to go after thinking all of that through. Me I kind of like that. Yeah. I'm like, I think I'm sold on that. <clears throat> it made sense to me. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah. We uh. We had, you know, you, we spread hers in the rose thing, and then I, instead of popping a forty, as I would have done mm. for you guys, an A forty, mm-hmm. obviously, obviously, but I had some Chardonnay and poured it over because mm. she nice. liked Chardonnay. So, oh. just saying, it was yeah, you know, to my my homies that mm-hmm. play tennis and drink Chardonnay. But there you go, <laughs> there you go, dumping <laughs> <laughs> yeah. out a little. Yeah, you know what? It helped me realize. I don't know. You know how she had a DNR, and you know, at there's a certain point, like just there with her, just because she yeah. had so many challenges. It's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. I, it's like, I, I don't know if I want any extreme measures taken for me. Just when I'm at the point where I'm ready to go. But yeah. Um, but yeah, cremation is is. I think we have that in our, our wills. But now this tur- yeah. took a quickly took a dark turn. But um, well, it's uh, you know, it's interesting when. Because we've all experienced this now, kind of recently. You yeah. had your father, so it's weird. It's weird thinking about death and thinking about, you know, these points, especially in recovery. You know, we always we used because we were in pain or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and and I've just kept thinking like, pain is part of the whole process to so to figure out how to not drink or use or whatever mm-hmm. numb your pain, uh, especially when whatever dies, like it's your mom or a relationship or whatever. It seems like. I'm I'm I guess I was grateful I was in recovery. Yeah. I yeah. like you know, just trying to numb the pain or whatever it is. You know, there's just that low level. But it's like, oh, it's okay. It's it's not okay that the pain's there, but it's like 
we all have dealt with it. It's such a human experience. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it is. It's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, everyone goes through this. It mm-hmm. is part of the part of it, right? No right. one gets out of this alive, and you hear that a lot. But mm-hmm. anyway, I, I thought that was just a part of the recovery thing of just we've never talked about death. We've never had a death cast. <laughs> Well, all of them have a little like running current of death cats, but never never a dedicated death cast. Like, uh, but I think I think what you're saying is really interesting because we we don't have any non-chemical coping mechanisms when we're using. You know, like as in the words of uh, Homer Simpson, I think it's alcohol's the you know cause of and solution to all life's problems and uh, whatever it was, you could just blot it out. Right. Right. So yeah, through sobriety, you have to face a lot of shit and you don't have any buffer. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, that which does not kill us, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. So Chris, are you thinking about like a preemptive DNR? No, I'm just like, <laughs> one in place now, like four years early. Like, no, I just want it to be known. No, right I, now, I, I think it's happens. it's more like a like a DN uh, hospitalize. You know, it's like if it's that point where it's you're going to start doing shit to, I don't know what you do. I mean, you go in and I don't know what happens. I don't know. It just hers. Just I mean, none of them are pleasant. But I mean, hers. So she was in the hospital. Her mom. Her mom. Yeah. And they had her hooked up to a million things. I felt the same way. Like it felt weird. Mm-hmm. The whole hospital experience at the end is just. And it's like, I mean, there's a prolonging. Yeah. But, but, there's a. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I won't know until I'm there. You know, there myself. Yeah. But in, um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. That that, that whole uh, intermediary period between, you know, life and death Mm. is, uh, yeah, it's definitely thought provoking and Mm. scary. I don't know. My dad was in a coma for 30 days before he died. And you you didn't know what was coming out the other side. You woke up, you know, so you're just all these machines are keeping this person Mm -hmm. in stasis. But I, I don't I don't know. I don't either. I guess that one person that miraculously recovers is. And did you guys talk about this as a family, Matt, when your father was in? You know, it was kind of a just do whatever it takes. Gotcha. You would, you would, you would, you would totally do that, right? Yeah, just hang on for whatever. You know, I think my mom just didn't care. She Mm -hmm. just wanted him to come home, even if he was a a sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, but you know. I could very easily see saying if it comes to that, you know, mm. I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah. I think it varies too. Yeah. Do you have to have a wristband that says DNR to make sure they DNR I, you? I don't or? think anything is a guarantee. There's that famous story, the guy who had it tattooed across his chest and they disregarded it. <laughs> yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. yeah. I think, I don't know that it's a guarantee. I think unless like you have something filed at the specific hospital that you're in or something and you know, it's, I, I don't think there's a guarantee that you will ever be an art. You might be art. <laughs> we're going to, are you? We're going to are this dude right in the, yeah. Are you in the D? Yeah. Um, anyway, 
Anyway, uh, so hey, did you guys get that email this week from uh, Greg Williams, the guy who did? Yeah. The, yes. Yes. And did you watch that little trailer of no. his new movie? No. no. Okay, I was just curious. And I there, was a, there was a person in there who was... A, uh, it kind of was about all the people that are out trying to prevent the, the opioid epidemic mm. on the street. It kind of felt like a heroes of, you know, trying to prevent this. But there was this woman that seemed like what she was... She was a professional resuscitator. Like, mm. went around and, like, knew how to use the narcot mm. and just, like... This was what she did. And I was like, oh, that's it's the world's come to. Hey, we need people like that. Right. <laughs> you know, like, right. oh, that's awesome that you can actually find people on any given night that you got to resuscitate. She's like, I've brought back 162 people. Yeah. And I'm like, think about that. Think about that. Like where where you have to be in the right moment at the right time to find. I mean, it's to and, resuscitate heroin users with Narcon. That's amazing. I mean, it's amazing. It is amazing. And think of how many there have to be so many that slip through your fingers. Like if yeah. you're at that moment of truth, you know, I mean, Narcon's yeah. a miracle drug, but it, it's not foolproof, right? right? And you can't administer it too late or what have you. So yeah, she's on the front lines in a big way. In anyway. a big way. <clears throat> I don't know. So. Go around the horn. Horn oh, it up. Okay. Horn it up. Go around the horn. Uh... <laughs> You start, Jeff. All right. Well, let's see. I was, I was, um, how has this week been? Yeah. So it's been, I guess, two weeks. I went to my mom's service. Yeah. I saw, Mm. I think I've talked to you guys since then. Um, And uh, got back last week, uh, went to my meeting this week. I felt pretty good. I don't know. Yeah. I think just getting, you know, it's hard to be beyond this 2020 sucking and this happening. Like it still sucks mm-hmm. with just what's going on in the world. Like, is there a worse day? You know, you think about oh, it's 9/11. There's fires everywhere. Mm-hmm. This election's insane. It's like, oh my god, all this stuff is going on. So I, I am, I, I do, I have had just a really anxious, like, my goodness, on edge week, mm-hmm. on edge day, just angry pissed off ready to rail on somebody ready to like in my head yelling at screaming at assholes who mm. are not doing anything or whatever that is that's how i'm <laughs> if, we're, if we're going around the horn checking mm-hmm. in the nuts and bolts how are we feeling right now uh yeah rageful rageful so yeah i was i was trying to call myself right before we got mm-hmm. on uh because i've locked myself in the room because you know we're in the domestic we're in the domestic disturbance time mm-hmm. and uh my son's my son's got a bunch of friends over sleeping, so I'm like, I'm gonna go lock myself. So I was listening to some podcasts, recovery podcasts. Fuck right? that! Oh come what? on! You guys. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna listen to a couple yeah. recovery podcasts and see if they're what's up. Uh, just whatever the first ones are. So yeah. I was playing them, and they were they were yes, like they were way too serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, no. Yeah. This is really hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this week is way too serious. I don't know if I need. And it was good. They were good. I'm like, okay. I found one that was kind of a mindfulness one that mm. was uh, about dealing with grief before it happens. Um, a, a parent, before the parent actually passes away, preparing mm. yourself in recovery for the death of this parent. Interesting. Um, and uh, trying to you know, use the, the 12 steps and the acceptance and getting ready for it. Um, Shit. I know. I was like, oh, that was, that was pretty was mindful. It, was and- it called preving? <laughs> it was preving. 
And then the per- you know the person obviously doesn't go. You're like, come on, I've freed you. Why are you still here? <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. So anyway, that was uh, it. Kind of got me got me in the mood to talk about yeah grieving and just yeah I guess I was just needing to talk. I'm glad we got on the horn tonight. I'm glad we just are here talking. I needed to yeah. express just battle at any cost. Right. Some get it off my chest. So you're bunkered down a little bit. Yeah, I'm hunkered down. Yeah, I'm. I thought I can get. Your mic's uh, cutting out. I think your mic might have unplugged. Jiggle it, jiggle it just a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Mine? Yeah, it was cutting out. Uh, You're back. There we go. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's going on. Hanging in there. Glad to be here. Yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah. First time, long time. Glad to be here. Thanks for taking my call. Um, I'll take my answer <laughs> off air. Um, um, yeah, I think uh, 2020, I think independent of all the big shit going on, I think 2020 would be a, a, a rough beast. Um, oh, yeah. It, it, like just, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, coming around a little bit but yeah i mean i just uh, for everybody on the everybody listening last week we didn't do it i think because i texted the guys that uh, domestically i was on a roller coaster and just gone down a big steep drop and uh like you know i I don't talk a lot about um my domestic situation on the podcast but um you know we're we're coming coming back up we're on the part where it's going click 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 i guess that implies that there's going to be another drop though uh, no maybe we're done <laughs> with the roller coaster for a while um but uh Tunnel of love yeah 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 um but yeah and then you know my wife's both my wife's parents died this year um and you know that as you too well know puts a damper <laughs> damper on things uh but, uh, you know, it's just been rough. Last week was rough. Um, but uh, I don't know if I, if I have a horn. What, what, what did I, I had something. Um, but I, I, can't, I can't remember it. Uh, it's, all, it's all I could do to get to this point <laughs> tonight. <laughs> uh, and to be ready for this. Uh, Are you tired? I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah, I guess that's what, yeah, tired. I I just, I think worn out by uh, the COVID, the racism, the corrupt leadership or lack of leadership, just the corruption and treasonous um, kleptocrat that may soon be a unchecked autocrat. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, oh God, I'm so sorry. So, sorry. Uh-oh. In the in the notes, um, Kathy's partner of fifteen years died July fourteenth. Oh, Thanks, Matt, to your mom. She's my sponsor and has been there for me. And her grief with your dad a year ago and now has been such a help to me. Being sober is a plus this year, but it's been a rough year all around. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know. <sighs> yeah, I'd heard that. I'd actually heard that. Um. Look, I think we're we're supposed to be the funny podcast. You know what? <laughs> we're all in this. Together. I know we're all in this together. Here's the thing: a couple of things. Uh, 
before we get to your horn, man, and then we'll then we'll we'll pick this thing will pick up. It'll take off. Just you just you watch. One, I'm gonna try something. I'm gonna add one of these. You, I can, as a thing where I can add a a comment to the broadcast. I'm gonna see what happens when I click it. Just because it cracked me up. There it goes. It's Lynn's, <laughs> Lynn's that says, you all look fine. And I know it's not meant in that way, but it's just funny to have this uh, quote overlaid over us. Uh, makes me feel good. Now, I just wanted to try that because I've never done it before. And that, I thought I'd try with that one. The other thing is, Lynn, I think, said, we all need suggestions of comedy podcasts. Uh, oh, and uh, we can do that. That's, Maybe we'll do that at the uh, end. Right We'll do yeah. that at the end. We'll just spit out comedy podcasts. Okay. Sure. Matt. There are so many good ones. But wait, horn. Uh, horn. What's up? You want to go around the horn? Are you done? Are you going? Uh, no, I mean, horn? Hmm. Uh, let's see. I, uh, Jeff and I, we hooked up. Did we, Jeff? Did I see you? I feel like I might have seen Jeff. Um, it's been, you know yeah, what? We saw uh, just, each other. Yeah, we hung out a little bit at the old, like old men at the park. Mm. Yeah, that's what Next we like Next time, uh, Chris, the three of us right. are feeding some other fucking pigeons. Nice. All right. Yeah, it's happening. Right. <laughs> um, no, I uh, this week just flew by. You know, I, I've been real busy. Life is a series of narrow escapes. Professionally, every day is just panic, a sprint to a deadline, narrowly making it, mm. everything going great, and then uh, the next panic. So, uh, you know, uh, and it's, it's strange. I'm my situation, which I do talk about a little bit now and again on the podcast Yeah, is is such that soon, uh, I will be departing said situation and probably, uh, striking out on my own. Like a pioneer. Uh, Yeah. I'm heading West, Chris. Uh, I've heard tales. The streets are paved with gold. Hmm, They are. And actually fire, literal fire, um, <laughs> which is fucking horrible. No, I, yeah. Um, so in any case, major life change on the horizon. Mm. And with everything else going on, it's very easy to uh, postpone things. Mm. And, you know, being a person who uh, enjoys comfort and I'm, I'm pretty non-confrontational, I will choose the path of least resistance in a lot of situations. Um I'm not not necessarily non-confrontational. Some things I'm incredibly uh, prickly about, and some things I just let go. And my current situation, with all these other things happening in the world, it's been really easy to just say, "I'm going to wait a while. I'm going to wait a while. I'm going to wait a while." So I feel like I'm in this kind of loop in which I'm treading water, waiting for uh, the courage or whatever the catalyst i don't mm-hmm. know whatever's going to make this happen so so because it's pretty you, comfortable you know life's pretty comfortable right now it's not mm-hmm. i'm not we're not in each other's throats there's right. no my my partner uh and i there's no real fighting or of any anything like that we're pretty supportive of one another but we live basically like platonic roommates mm-hmm. and uh that's not that's i'm not you know come no. on no you can't mm-hmm. do that no, I or did you uh, and have you did you talk about this? Is this like out in the ether? Is this yeah. like is this happening? I, yeah, I think so. I mean, as sure. much as as That's much good, as right? as yeah. much as we're when we when we start, I'm not good at talking about things mm. that I don't want to talk about. 
uh, I generally will take the flea. That's mm-hmm. kind of been my coping mechanism for the last couple of years. When shit gets heated, I used to engage. Yeah, and yeah. I, used to, I will match you, shout for shout, but it just that doesn't fit me. That doesn't yeah. suit me. You know, yeah. I, I don't play that. I, I mean, honestly, I, I've been through so much in my forty-seven years on this mortal coil. Mm. I don't have any <laughs> for that bullshit. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's that's yeah. hard though. It's hard to the immortal bard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I make no apologies about what I no longer have patience for. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've kind of earned the right to just say, no, no, Hmm. that I have chosen not to include that as a component of my life. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but I also, I'm a, I don't want to hurt anybody, you know, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not into that. I'm not into that. It's a it's a delicate situation to do it and not hurt anyone and not mm. and because it seems like you could totally be a people pleaser and it'll never happen or something like that like you know what I'm saying like it seems like the situation is going to call for somebody's feelings to possibly mm-hmm. get hurt which is hard. <laughs> this I calls for this. you getting fucked up. It's going to call for it. <laughs> I believe this calls for you <laughs> to get your oh, ass get released in the background. <laughs> yes. hey, what's going on, guys? <laughs> no, I. It, you're at Jeff. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, you know, I. Uh, I got an A in physics. I know friction and energy, and uh, mm. there's only one way. This. I, I, in order to truly have change, there mm. needs to have. You know, there's something that's going to need to have yeah. but but it's hard because we care for each other mm. yeah uh, mm-hmm. that is hard and also there there are certain obligations that i feel like i undertook that i just don't feel good about skating on completely you know um, yeah i was talking to uh my sort of kind of boss today and she was talking about a relationship she'd been in years and years ago and her then husband like just she had an 18 month old and then like a three-year-old Hmm. And he had an affair and never, he just was gone. Hmm. And that was it. Wow. Stayed in town locally, remarried, and was just like, yeah, that, I'm done. <laughs> and, <laughs> That's so, hardcore. <clears throat> hubris. Yeah. And, the, and honestly, the, the male entitlement, hmm. it just runs throughout those. I can't, I, I just don't, I don't have that shit in me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And frankly, I, you know, I would never, I don't know. You're not, you are not abandoning a three-year-old or an 18-month-old, so mm-hmm. that's good. It is a dog. Have you guys worked out the dog? Who's getting the dog? Uh, you know, I don't know. I think that's going to be hers. She, okay. she made it very clear that mm-hmm. that's how that's going to go down. But, you know, and I don't right. know. I, she's, she is miserable here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where she's happy. Mm-hmm. And where yeah. she's happy is, is on the other side of the country. And, uh, mm-hmm. And where I'm happy is honestly right here. Yeah. Near, near my kids and my yeah. friends and and my source of income, you know? Hmm. I, I'm feeling that somehow we're all going to get a big house together and we're we'll calling it the Sense Right Now house. The three something. of us. There's going to be a, a show you know, attached to it somehow, like a live show. I, don't know. We, I was just uh, getting enraged about the phenomenon. You know, uh, like influencer houses? Have you seen those? Uh, oh, no. Well, so no. it's like a bunch of influencers typically like you know late teens 20 somethings like uh, i don't know 10 a dozen of them 
get a house. They're in LA somewhere, greater LA. And it's just, they all produce content uh, 24 seven with each other, you know, on their own, just, and and it's just insane. Um, And uh, I just saw the grossest thing ever. It was the first like adult influencer house course started by an agency. Um, Uh. Yeah, and it's like all these. The only different yeah. they're like thirty somethings, and uh, but just so gross. And then I realized, you know what? We might have the first recovery influencer house. We, yeah. Right. Right. Three fifty something dudes. <laughs> you can like tune in and watch us read. Yeah. yeah. Watch us fucking work. Yeah. But it's amazing. It's- Podcast sponsored by sci-fi books you guys have never heard of. <laughs> Chris have Man, Chris <laughs> this podcast sponsored. Uh, we will sponsor it, obviously. Obviously. Uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. What else can we get sponsored? Oh, I love shit. it, man. We'll Nobody. have product placement kinds of stuff. Um, we, we have no pull. We have no sway. Um we got nothing. If we're all in the house. Come no, on, we've, we've we like have been you know what we're gonna be when we're gone. Yeah. That's when we will we'll get our due. We're, we're like Van Gogh. Uh, didn't sell <laughs> didn't sell shit when he was alive. And then once we're gone, you motherfuckers are going to realize what you had <laughs> after we've already cut off our ears. Exactly. And uh, have our ears or not. And uh, you know, you're, then you'll feel bad. But uh, no, we were we've, we're we're indie. We're underground. We stay that way. We've never sold out because nobody tries to buy us. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm willing. I'm ready and willing to sell out. You know, yeah. for anything. Um, I don't give a shit. And um, nope. yeah, it's just the way it is. Brought to you by J and B Scotch. You know, and now recovery podcasts are a dime a dozen. They're coming out on the reg. Like everybody's, and what what the fun part is, is everybody acts like they just even still with the blogs, like. Start. I'm just. Uh, I'm starting a movement to, uh, you know, encourage people, tell everybody that sobriety is okay, and uh, hope you join me. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Stigmatize. Yeah. Stigmatize. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, yes. SRN is the cool secret. We're so secret that. <laughs> no one knows. Them. That's good. SRN. I think though. But if you think about how many episodes we've done in total. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty good. I oh yeah. Like, God. Yeah. No. Man. Yeah. Well, nobody's saying we don't keep trying. Yeah, yeah. Work, yeah. You know? say we're not gluttons work. for punishment. Just um, like Van Gogh. Yeah, we keep coming back. We do like yeah. the right. the battered spouse. Yeah. you know, this time it'll be different. Right. This time, you know, they they love us. That's why yeah. we're here. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, here we I are. I like this recovery house thing. I'm, I'm gonna, yeah. Let's let's uh, spitball that. If, you know, workbook First that. However that. Whatever that's called. I think it'll be a recovery apartment. See, I was going to say recovery townhouse. <laughs> uh, detached recovery right. townhouse if we're lucky. <laughs> Do we have a pool in our complex? That's all that, I care about. That's what you need. Well, um, it's, it, it hasn't had water in it in a while. Yeah. Yet, but <laughs> okay. if you can get those pigeons to leave, I'm happy to get the hose out. <laughs> so here's, here's what's interesting to me about recovery so some random person on my regular twitter feed can put up like i don't know if this matters to anybody but i'm eight months sober and they got like sixty thousand likes yeah and uh it does it does little cute person 
And it does. It does matter. Yeah. But yeah. but I know what you're saying. You know, we what are what are we like collective? We're like a million years sober together. And uh, you know, we put that on on our since right now Twitter feed and like maybe like couple couple hearts. You know, like yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean, combined. Right. So you guys alone are close to fifty, right? Mm. Is that it? Is that true? You know, it's where, yeah. Um, I just missed mine. My day was uh, September first. How about it? Yeah. Very nice. Twenty three. Like? Twenty three years. Last twenty three years. Last something Wednesday. Yeah. Ten days ago, whatever that is. Wow. In half a year. What? Congrats. Um, I am on June. I think I'm on tw- is 1991. Oh, oh, that's a so lot. I graduated high school. Yeah. No, 2001. I'm sorry. Oh, oh no. yeah, 2001 is my new date when I got back from my uh, marijuana maintenance. Three years of uh, whatever. So it's 2001. But so what is that? Now? What's your alcohol though? What's your? My alcohol was 1992. That's when I could drink. <laughs> yeah, so you're like 28 years sober from alcohol. Correct. Shit, yeah. dog. Yeah, I'm, I'm seven from alcohol. Not seven. quite. Something like that. Yeah, I know. April 8th will be seven. Yeah, so years. we're almost like 60 years of combined sobriety. That's insane. That's right. Our sobriety is getting uh, AARP <laughs> shit in the mail. Ew, putting the AA in AARP. That's right. <laughs> we put the AA in AARP. Oh, wait. That's, so, I can see that on the house, Jeff, right when you walk in on a like. <laughs> next to one of those uh, AA meeting coffee that's pretty dispensers. funny yeah. a retirement recovery community for old dudes I think that would go I think there's something there man little golf carts you know, you know meetings I, time playing you know cards on the porch I kind of like it you know Jeff I've become like the de facto voice of seniors housing in this country with all my <laughs> I have so many retirement community clients it's, That's funny. I swear to God. I can't so stop rolling. Uh, we were in the car the other day. We meaning me. Hmm. Me was in the car the other day. I'm listening to a Cardinal game, and I heard three radio ads in a row that I had written. They were for competing senior citizens. That's awesome. Homes. Yeah. So I'm like playing one uh, franchise off another. Yeah. I'm like repurposing. It's so. I hope nobody watches this because I'm like repurposing we. content. Yeah. on accident mm. yeah you know, just can't help it right when you're when you're you know doing yeah. four five hundred plus words a day mm. shit just sure. happens yeah what's the selling point of a retirement community like what's the core like we're not gonna do we care they go they run the gamut i mean i have clients like in atlanta and florida that are like uh essentially cruise ships on land mm. i mean nice. they are this one in florida is opulence beyond mm. Opulence. It's just like living in the Four Seasons uh, every, day every day of your life. Uh, and then there are others that are, you know, much more uh, modest. And uh, yeah, but wow. so I write all these like uh, editorial non-advertising pieces for senior publications that are, you know, ways to stay active and nutritional eating tips and uh, yeah, yeah. stay hydrated this fall and all this. Do you, do, you, do you tell the seniors to cut down on the booze? Uh, yeah, it's part of the hydration message. Yeah. Uh, mm. you know, alcohol is diuretic as is caffeine. So, and diet soft drinks, any, all that stuff is no bueno, but, mm. um, yeah, it's funny. A lot of senior, I would say probably 80% of my clients, I probably work with like 
70 to 100 different ones, and I'd say 80% of them have full bars. Hmm. And one of the the main selling propositions is their celebrations and happy hours and like themed, you know, St. Patty's party in the, you know, in the Leaf Lounge or whatever. (laughs) That's funny. Um, That's hilarious. Old people. Yeah. So are you going to put on Twitter, Chris? We're not sure if anyone cares, but we have almost 60 years of sobriety. <laughs> you see. Uh, if we get like 60,000 likes. Yeah, and I literally put, uh, like, the, the, the day, the irony was the day I saw that guy that was like just some random dude on my regular Twitter feed yeah. that went viral for getting eight months, which is you know, great for him, Yeah, was uh, September 1st, and I put on my... 23 years and I got like five likes or something. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> You're like, I had eight months, 42 times. So yeah, totally but, suck it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, exactly. No. And uh, you know, I don't care. I, I, I don't do it for the, I don't do it for the for likes. likes. I don't do it for the likes. Yeah. Um, but, uh, <coughs> yeah. So, Jeff, the sober house, uh, yes. It's gonna need you're gonna need some more people than just three sober dudes. We're gonna need some tension. Back yeah. to my point of two weeks ago. Yeah. If you think about it, you know, maybe a couple of hard drinking railway old school hobos just to balance it out, you know? Point counterpoint. Well, I think isn't the reality that I mean what's the percentage? What's the recidivism rate for anybody in recovery? I mean, at some one point somebody's gonna relapse. Yeah, That's one true. in ten make it. Yeah. I mean and it, is that true? Like, I've always heard that. Are the odds that low? Are they still that low? Is there? Well, is that still like a thing? Because I've always heard that it's one in ten make it if you're an alcoholic. I'm like, is that really true? I it's don't know bad. anymore because as the industry has grown and gotten yeah. more and more disgusting and uh, <laughs> exploitative, yeah, the claim yeah. the claims have gotten absolutely bananas. Hmm. And uh, there there are places saying eighty and ninety percent. You know. Yeah, and yeah, you, you know, seen, there's no way. You've seen yeah. exposés. Yeah, there, there are so many scumbags in the business, but I do know that when I was at the time I went in Hazelden, which was 2002, it was considered the best. Yeah, and uh, they publicized an 11 percent rate. Oh my god! And gosh. they said that extra percent is the be, thing. Could be you. You hmm. could be that extra percent wow and that's what you know your whatever it was eleven hundred dollars a day ultimately uh from a statistical standpoint that's what it would get you but then they would talk a lot about you know if relapse is truly a part of recovery the tools that you were equipped with at hazelden you know the second pass at it you might be better off right <laughs> you know it's like which is just a, oh recovery oh but yeah recovery. that's true so crazy oh recovery that's crazy that's that is so yeah. interesting that they marketed themselves that extra one percent that's yeah. amazing i mean and that is the best place in the country like it, i'm sure it's still in the top five right like if you could i still, don't know i can't i don't know i don't even know how you quantify yeah that's true top anymore because it's it's almost like you can rate them as one would hotels mm. for example based on their amenities that's yeah. one whole phylum, right? Uh, one whole type of evaluatory system. Another could be on their success rates, which usually the way that they determine success rates is through telephone polling. Which Afterwards, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Have you, which 
You call, yeah, that, they called up my drunk ass and asked me if I was sober, and I said, "Yep, <laughs> yep, <laughs> gotta go." You know, like <laughs> gotta go. Time, but I'm totally sober. Bye. Uh, I, yeah, how do you keep those statistics? Like yeah. we asked a hundred alcoholics, and they were <laughs> you're sober. <laughs> and one hundred said they're not drunk. I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, yeah. that's crazy! Oh, did I tell you this? I had a good. This is a crazy story. Speaking of alcoholics and addicts, I think I told Matt this, but anyway, I'll, I'll tell Chris. Oh, so I go home to my my mom's funeral. And, you know, my crazy family, and I think I talked about my sister before, but hmm. she's definitely out practicing, um, and she's I think on lots of drugs. Like hmm. I think she has a drug problem beyond alcohol, but she's destroyed her liver throughout her Eesh. life. She has something called ammonia. Uh, apparently, your liver processes ammonia, and when it doesn't, the ammonia gets in your brain and makes you uh, confused and disoriented all the time, and she has all that. So she just didn't make it to the service. She mm. did not make it to her mo- mom's service. And you know, she, had, she was already at the point where my mom didn't want to see her just because they had such a bad relationship. And, and so, But anyway, so that was like and, – and you know, I'm at the point where – where I try to treat my sister like anyone with another alcoholic, like I can't do anything for you unless mm. you want something to be done. You have to meet us halfway. And we've tried to meet her halfway, you know, in her entire life. And so it's hard to deal with, but I, sure. I, I yeah, but then the, literally the next morning, her daughter, uh, who is also out using gets arrested and is <sighs> in jail. He calls me up and is like, hey, I need 7,500 cash bond to come get me out of jail. And I'm like, awesome. I'm home for 24 hours and I'm just like immersed in this. Bail bondsman. Yeah, insane family, alcohol, drug. I know. And I'm the first call because I'm like, of course, you can't call your mom. You can't call your dad. You can't call everyone you know is mixed up in this world Hmm. of your drug. You know, it's like you got nobody. So. Like I'm the the soberest person you know, and I've been there for one day. So right. one day, Would, wow, awesome. That's is, the, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I know. So amazing anyway, that in 24 hours you established yourself as like the yeah. voice of reason, responsibility, okay. and the, the alpha in the entire yeah. family. <laughs> and how many times have we talked about this in meetings where? People who get sober, this is who you become in your family. Mm. And and it's always around a funeral. It's always around the death of somebody. You you came into recovery as the last person anyone wanted to see. And then you become the first person everyone calls Mm. in crisis. You're the first, you know, it's like, and it's so true. What recovery gives us within these familial relationships, it's like we become the steadiest person Right. Yeah. we know and it's such it's a gift and it, and i it is a gift it's like and i've heard this so often it was just totally true it was totally true within 24 hours i was the guy that they were calling you know it's wild and it's a gift but it's also yeah it's like you know mind it but it's like this is what we're given it's cool <sighs> it's right you'd rather be on that end of the phone yeah like, right the asshole they can't right. talk to for sure but for yeah, Brittany says being the sober one is too much uh, in in the family. Uh, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I was, uh, yeah, and I was I was talking to my therapist about that about you know that history when we started this. How I had a couple of family members that were in various states of disrepair, mm-hmm. and 
in some ways you, you don't mind it, but there's a cert, there's a level of frustration and exhaustion when it's like you know what you know you 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 know but just that it's not registering or it's not i don't know for me for me yeah. that, that that's mm-hmm. that's that's the frustrating part that it just wasn't registering and um you know i went through that a couple times with one of those people and finally i'm just like you know i'm just i'm done I've 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 tried enough times, yeah. and then uh, the other one, you know, is, is uh, doing all right. Um, okay. Yeah. So, and that's that's, that's a relief, but yeah, it's it is exhausting though, and really frustrating. And I real that's something I'm working through because I've just not dealt with it well, and more recently, um, just uh, I don't know, just. Uh, let something get to you, like uh, just like it's it bothers you. Well, just about like the being the sober one in the family. Um, oh. Just that uh, gotcha. nobody in my family has ever seemed to fully grasp what it means. Um, you know, somebody well into my sobriety. At one point, I think I called myself, and I may have said this on the podcast before, I, I, I referenced being, I, I think, an alcoholic back when I was still using that term in regards to myself. And uh, they're like, I didn't know you were an alcoholic. I'm like, why do you think I haven't been drinking for the past 10 years? <laughs> you know, why do you think I quit? <laughs> like, right. you know, I, what, what were you thought was, what do you think was going on? Um, yeah, you know, and, yeah. uh, and, you know, there's somebody pretty <laughs> close to me that I'm just, it was really su- surprising and quite frankly hurtful that just not yeah. paying attention. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I will say, on the other side of that, like when everybody gets sober, if the planets align and I mean, we're done. My family. Yeah. The, we're done. All, all my immediate relatives who are going to get sober are sober. Yeah. And yeah. So at, talk about a blessing and a curse. I mean, mm. it's awesome because when we're together, all we, everything is so predictably wonderful. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's no fucking drama or mm. surprises or you can go into an evening together and you know that that there's a little bit of excitement that comes with unpredictability that i think all of us know sure. and kind of got addicted to for yep. a while like totally the night is a puppy and you don't know what's gonna happen you know yeah, yeah. that he left that behind so long ago now it's like we know exactly what's gonna happen tonight and there's just a lot of assurance in you know like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna go off missing or screaming or God, I don't know. Yeah. You know, all it's it's funny. That. It, I will say that uh, we, as a family, love to talk shit about my sister and all her fucking <laughs> hijinks for years. Sure. Just watch yeah. these train wrecks and and crazy bad decisions, hmm. and you know, coming over to our house and you know, using cocaine and just being jacked up for Christmas and kept going to the bathroom. I mean. All those crazy stories. So now it's gone on for so long. So I see my cousin, and we were like the instigators who love to talk mm. shit. And you know, <laughs> she, my sister, doesn't show up to the funeral, and we're all, none of us are even surprised by yeah. this. Like it doesn't, right. you know, it's like, it, it's like, of course, of course, this happened. So yeah, it, it didn't have the same bite anymore. And we had, we were past empathy, past feeling sorry, past trying to call, past anything. We were just resigned. Like, oh hey, you know, didn't even <clears throat> register really. It was mm-hmm. like, yeah, of course. 
which is so sad, like how far it's run its course. Were and you yeah, at, so to, sorry, go ahead. were you ever that person? Did, they, did everybody ever talk shit about you at family things? Do you, th- do you think? Cause I know I was. Yeah. I was for yeah. sure. I might've yeah. quit a little, little too early to, to have the total shit talking, but mm. maybe a little bit for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I think I quit before it got to be unusual, uh, you know, like where you just cannot figure it out any longer. Oh, Uh, I was. That's funny that you guys were those. Oh, yeah. I was the guy getting shit talked. I was insufferable (laughs) to be around Mm -hmm. for the better part of a decade. I mean, I I was out of fucking control Um, (laughs) and and just I didn't stop. I never stopped. And, like, uh, did you come home to family shit and just get all wrecked? Oh, stay, stay stupid shit and cause drama. I would just get strung out and just spun so hard on mm. speed, okay. and just be ranting, you know, and like trying to entertain. <laughs> it was really bad. It was uh, terrible. And then with alcohol, you know, I I have a lot of regrets. But yeah, my family for sure. And I made such an ass on myself even in my late thirties, mm. like. Yeah, yeah. Just I could tell so many stories of showing up like to something I wasn't invited to. You're like, hey, you know, just dumb shit. So I've been that guy, Chris. You, even though you quit early, you were that dude too. Early, thirty. Thirty. That's right. Oh, so that's right. Yeah, I had plenty of time to be an idiot. Oh fuck, you had a good runway then. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you must have been really bad because your your family parties. Yeah, but I think but I think it's it's less it was less uh, the specific tight family things, but like the bigger things. Like I remember, like I got super drunk before I was and didn't prepare at all to be the best band for my brother's wedding. Um, and basically, <laughs> literally up until the moment I was supposed to give the best man. Uh, toast or speech or whatever that I had yeah. not prepared for was Whoa. basically drunk and trying to ask my dad if I really had to do it or if he'd do it for me. <laughs> and, he, and he was like, no. So I get up in this big like stairway, stair, like stair landing wherever they had the reception overlooking this crowd. Whoa. And uh, like his wife has like 10 siblings. So it was like this massive crowd <laughs> of people I don't know. <laughs> and yeah i'm just like uh you know here's to Diego, you know my brother and his, his wife like cheers <laughs> and like that was my that was it that was um, a speech yeah that was it in, in its entirety <laughs> and i was just you know persona non grata after that uh-huh. um uh-huh. i don't even remember the rest of the, the were you were you wasted saying that were you drunk when you were giving it yeah yeah, on, I, on the other way though, it could have gotten like super drunk, babbling long term, saying really bad shit. Oh or, right, yeah, yeah, doing one of the classic, like this dog, you know. Yeah. Let me tell you a couple stories about yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's good. Right. Shorter's right. better, I think, if you're wasted. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, I uh, <laughs> my uh, I probably told you guys my younger brother. Uh, I. MC'd his wedding party and I was the efficient in his wedding and uh, it was terrible. I mean the whole I, I, I bought this seersucker suit and uh, was just spun on bath salts and uh, smoking crazy amounts of pot and drinking whenever I could and 
was on stage with a microphone in my hand for so long mm. and prepared so shoddily, Chris. Yeah. Just, I mean, I know that feeling. Everyone has that dream where, like, you're supposed to go on stage mm-hmm. and play a song. And you're like, I don't know how to play guitar. Yeah. Oh, the panic dreams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was yeah. a living panic dream, like a rolling two-day panic dream. And I was so ashamed and just, I don't know, when a couple years later, after I got sober, my sister asked me to officiate her wedding. And then um, it was like, okay, you know, mm. redemptive. Yeah. Like, I get to do it right this time. So, uh, no seersucker. Yeah. That's uh, good. You get another swing at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you have, do your family still talk about you? Do they say, I oh, remember when Matt used to be, uh, like tell stories like that. Did, is that a story when Matt did these two different weddings? Do they still talk about this? Uh, yeah. Like my, uh, there were a number of things that weekend. Most of the stories center around me just not being there. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, we got to the restaurant, like they rehearsal dinner. My mom will say, we got to the restaurant and then you just were gone and we didn't see you until the end of the night. And I, you know, I know what I was doing. I was on foot looking for head shops mm. in Madison, Wisconsin to buy <laughs> fake weed and bath salts just to, you know, yeah. get through the night. 10 years ago. Yeah. Wow. And uh, yeah, so tons of shame. And yeah, they still, you know, it's a little pressure for my for me. But uh, my family is there. We're all ball busters. We're all sarcastic. We're all. Yeah. Yeah dark and so there are no punches pulled ever Mm. yeah you know yes i like that they my my siblings have always called me out yeah for using um in fact the my last day of drinking ever when i my dad uh drove me to chicago and i was going to check into treatment the next morning uh you know i'm i've been drinking for 10 days and my younger brother came over to my parents' house and my mom and dad were like, Matt's going to do it. He's going to get sober. He's okay. He's finally okay. And my brother runs into me in the stairwell mm-hmm. and goes right back into the room and goes, he's not okay. <laughs> no, I, oh, oh, no, we know he's not okay yet. Like, okay, good. I was just going to say, he's super fucked up. <laughs> in case anyone didn't know, I just I'm going to tell the world this motherfucker's using yeah. right now. Super fucked up, super fucked up, super fucked up. Okay, good. <laughs> That's a good story. Mm. Not, none of my other siblings are, you know, they're all normies. Mm. Uh, yeah, they've yeah. got their own, everybody's got their own shit, and they've had issues in other, you know, areas, various compulsions, mm. what have you, but um, but not not the, what we've got. Not that. Yeah. Cosa Nostra. This thing of ours. <laughs> Holly and I have been on a. Uh, she's she's had somehow it came up that she never uh, had. She never the watched about? the gr- like the great mob movies, and I don't know why it came up. I think, None of them. I think maybe we would watch something like a real show like a documentary about some sort of mob aspect and i started talking about mob movies and so we've we watched we've so far we've well we watched godfather one godfather two uh goodfellas wow and now we're gonna watch uh casino wow and we're moving we're moving our way we're gonna 
try uh we're moving working our way up to um what is it the irishman the irishman yeah. which neither of us have seen but um and i probably will probably take a dip through departed but really one godfather one Part godfather two. two goodfellas casino yeah. Those are the classics. Those are the cl- So did you like them? Did you yeah. like? Yeah, yeah. Did she, she's like, I, I yeah. totally dug these. Yeah, moments. and I hadn't seen them in so long, any of them, but specifically yeah. The Godfathers. And man, those are some good movies. Good. It's crazy good. how good yeah. they are. They're irrefutably yeah. brilliant movies, yeah. apart from being my right. movies. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. believe me, for every Godfather, yeah. there's a like, you know, Donnie Brasco right. three, right. and or a like, yeah, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Mobsters, and it's amazing how much popular culture is created from those films. Mm. When you watch them, you're like, "Oh, you right. know how many references? Just everything, mm-hmm. philosophies, <laughs> all of it. It's crazy." I still use uh, Godfather Two, uh, the business philosophy of uh, the guy who plays Meyer Lansky, which is not his name, Hyman Roth. Right. I, I always, you know, he's alive because he's always made his partner's money. Right. I'm like, oh, that's a good philosophy to live by. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, I love. I, uh, I learned my horsehead trick. From <laughs> you know, so people think I came up with it, and I'm like, fuck no, no. <laughs> That's you funny. I can do that? <laughs> That's the little joke I play with my one night stands. I like, I like to get a horse head and just put it in the bed, and we both wake up and <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Sometimes when my kids lose it, lose a tooth and put it under their pillow, I'm like, oh. Horse Tooth fairy screwed up again. You got the horse head fairy. <laughs> the horse head fairy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Let's do a quick speed round of comedy podcasts. Matt. Okay. Uh, I love, uh, well, I won't get into the real comedy nerdy ones. I think your Kickstarter sucks is a fantastic, funny podcast that okay. takes apart very filled Kickstarter. Uh, I love the Doughboys. That's a no-brainer. Nick Weiger and Mike Mitchell, they review fast food. Just sheer comedy, anything involving Paul F. Tompkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nation yep. is brilliant. Obviously, County Bang Bang. I mean, we could get into, like, you know, Teacher's Lounge and uh, Pistol Shrimp and stuff like that. But I really feel like if you start with Tompkins, mm-hmm. you will find intelligent humor yes uh, tompkins paul f tompkins, paul f. tompkins. the okay. first two i mentioned are pretty sophomoric right. juvenile lots of dick jokes um and poo poo jokes tons of poop all the poop yeah. but uh but tompkins is a little bit more genteel right okay. so but he, he i love it when he gets a little blue because it's oh, it's so yeah. good coming from him because he's kind of a dandy um, sure. And uh, I'm, yeah. and I will absolutely second. Comedy Bang Bang is sort of like the the it's like the epicenter, ground zero for all these other a lot of them because it's it's this improv show. If you're not familiar with it, it's it's wow, never ground zero reference. What? Well, cool. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Real, real whatever. <laughs> what? Oh, Jesus on this on this day of all days. Okay, do over. <laughs> this we're not publishing this one. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, comedy bang bang, great stuff. Never the same twice. Um, I absolutely second the teachers' lounge. I it's one of my all time faves. They just ended like a ten season run, uh, which is a sad. Spontaneous nation. I second. And in terms of Paul F. Tompkins, here's some specific. Well, not just in terms of him, but specifically. He and, oh God, I'm going to forget her name right now, but it doesn't matter. 
he has this po- a podcast with a, a woman, another improviser called The Neighborhood Listen, where they take real, they pretend like they're two people, real people from a, a, a fake city. They improv it all based yeah. on reviews from the Nextdoor app. They take real, real <laughs> posts from the Nextdoor app. It's hilarious. Um, it is. I, I have to say, it absolutely kills me. He also has done a podcast with his wife, right, uh, Janie, and she's hilarious. Yeah, stay uh, F. Humpkins. Yeah, um, great. And uh, if you like movies, how did this get made with Paul Paul Shear, Jason Menzukas, and Paul's? Uh, well, I should say Junday and Raphael, and yeah. Paul, and her husband Paul Shear, um, but Paul is the the main host, where they just review terrible movies, and it's awesome. Um, and what was the other one I was going to say that was really specific? Oh, Pistol Shrimps, I second, just because it's, you know, if you like basketball, it's two improvisers from uh, Super Ego, another great improv troupe, that started being the in-game broadcasters for a local rec league team in L.A., and they know nothing about basketball, and it's fun. Um, anyway. That's awesome. Those are good ones. Yeah, Freedom. Yeah, look at you guys. Freedom's great. It's Paul F. Tompkins, Scott Ackerman, who runs Comedy Bang Bang, and Lauren Lapkus, who does with special guest Lauren Lapkus, where she improvises. She invites a guest on to let it be their show, and she doesn't know what yeah. their show is going to be until they do their episode of what the show is, and she's their special the, the guest on the show, and they tell her who her character is, and then she has to improvise wow. it. It's great stuff. Wow. I, cool. I love uh, Lapkus, but I always. Uh, recommend her with a warning label because she, some people, mm. uh, I won't name names, but my daughter and oh. uh, Micah can't stand her voice. Oh, interesting. <laughs> they just can't hang. And it sucks. It, you know, I, they they might love freedom, but they'll never know. Wow. She's just a goon, though, and she's hilarious. Um, yeah, she's and she, she has, yeah, anyway. All right, well, we did it. Okay, we did it. We love you. We love you. Like you, um, I, I love you, love you. Uh, oh, you know what? Here, here's wait. Last thing, we, 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 I do. We'd suck at this. We got through one giveaway. Now we're gonna have. We're not gonna do one this week. We have two that we have to do. We have, we have, we have to search the hashtags for the previous two, and you have to give away two. Box, prize boxes from the previous two episodes we're not going to do on this episode bye, bye. Another clean and sober intervention.